Yo, 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 welcome to the Markout Podcast. I'm your host, Mustache, joined as by always, Dustin Glass, a.k.a. Hey, the a.k.a. Loser. Oh, the loser, the loser. <laughs> of today's debate. Talking about losers, I love how, because, you know, we've been a little bit inconsistent. We're going to start getting more inconsistent week to week on these podcasts. But last time we talked, you're talking about, oh, Britt Baker, she's never going to get beat. But you want to talk about losers. Uh, my girl Thunder Rosa took that title right off of her baby. Let's if go. anybody should have that belt, it's Thunder Rosa. So that's cool. Um Britt is still the greatest of all time, as we'll be seeing later today. Or she's one of the greatest. Um, it was a good match, though. I mean, did you actually get a chance to see it? No, I got to need to watch it. I've been busy. Uh, this last week's been a whirlwind, as you know. Not going to get too big into it. But I did a lot of it because that goes into our topic today. Not to steal your thunder, but we're doing the uh, top 10 greatest women of all time. You kind of did more favorites. I did. You know, I did a lot of research, did greatest of all times, but we're going to do our top 10 list. But I had really fun regardless of whoever thinks one. I actually, this is probably going to be my favorite episode because I really enjoyed going back and researching and watching some of these women's matches. But I need to go and watch that when I haven't had a chance yet. Did you cite your sources in APA format, you son of a bitch? Listen, I, mean... I used MLA all the way. Okay, that's what I did to write papers. And Chicago style. You don't know about that Chicago style. No, I never had to do that crap. So, yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, you went more um you went more researched and actually deciphered who would be the greatest of all time. I Took my favorites. However, I will make strong arguments for almost everyone on this list why they should be placed where they are because these ladies have done some accomplishments inside the ring and outside the ring that I think uh, gives them that spot. All right. Well, we'll let you start it off, sir, and we'll go in alternating order. So starting from 10 to 1, who do you have at 10? Number 10, and this will be the last one that's just a favorite. I know she's not going to be on a lot of people's list. I get it. She's very young. She's very um, not hasn't done much. Not a not a women's champion. However, I just see a lot of potential in this one. She's personally my favorite um, diva or female wrestler right now. And number 10 is going to be Dakota Kai. Um, number 10 is going to be Dakota Kai, um, very unique offense for a female. She's got great, um, great kicks, really knows how to pull together a match. Um, you know, attractive as all hell, but also very good, um, when it comes to the mic and finding herself, um, I found her to be a pretty good heel in NXT, mm-hmm. um, I think there's a lot of potential with this one. I could see Dakota Kai having the run that Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa are having right now. And I think she's one of those people that could get released and go make a big splash in another wrestling company. But um, in WWE, I just don't see her being used for a full potential. I agree. Um, WWE obviously is weird with their booking. Uh, Is Dakota Kai top 10 of all time? No way. But I know that you like Dakota Kai, and 
I think she was a little stale as a face, so but she's been great on that heel run. So, you know, wrestling is in a really good spot right now. You don't have to just be in WWE to make money. So regardless of where she goes or what she ends up doing, I, she'll probably have a pretty good career. So I like Dakota Kai. But I, I went history nerd on my list. So were you done, by the way? Are you done with your point? Yeah, I mean, like I said, um, we went different routes. Maybe if I really thought about it, she wouldn't be top 10 of all time. But she's better than, like, you know, the workers that you're going to have on your list. As a worker, I think she's, yeah. I mean, come on. like, okay. um, I I don't want to call out your list. I, I'm pretty sure I know who will be on there. And they're just not half the worker that Dakota Kai is. But go ahead. Okay. Well, number 10, going back, you know, to the pioneer of women here. I put 10 May Young. Okay. Okay. Um, she, a couple of facts I found out digging up about her. So I didn't know if you knew this, but she was one of two women to go and wrestle in Japan after, right after World War II. The other one being Wildred Burke or Mildred Burke, excuse me. Um, she's obviously a pioneer of uh, women's wrestling, and she's the only woman to wrestle at least one match in seven different decades, from 1950 all the way up until 2010. Um, it's hard because I tried to like put some notable matches that they were in. A lot of Mae Young's matches are older, so they're really hard to find. But I found some good matches that she had with Fabulous Moolah and Betty Nicoli and then Ivory. But overall, like, as far as Mae Young, um, is she probably, like, top ten in terms of working? No. But I believe her impact on women's wrestling in general is the reason why I put her on this list. She was very um, influential in women's wrestling. That's why obviously they had the Mae Young Classic. Your girl Dakota Kai got her start in the Mae Young Classic, so that was why I put her at 10. Uh, historically, Mae Young's not a bad pick. Um, I don't know if you found this in your research, but Mae Young had a wrestling school. She used to train men. Um, she was one of the first prominent teacher, like female teachers. Um, of course, most May Young fans or most people will know May Young from the Attitude Era, but um, she's been around for a long time. She's um, tough as hell, from what I've heard. Um, just um, I don't want um, saggy puppies on my list, oh, so I okay. got rid of that. I, this, I, hey, listen, back look, in her day, May Young was a stone cold fox. Back in her day. Attractiveness has a long way to go with being a superstar in the WWE. Whether you like it or not, there is a thing that they look for in women. Now, there are some exceptions sometimes, but most of the time, they want their women to look a certain way. And Devin, um, you're you're judging her off when she was older. She's actually very attractive when she was in her 20s and 30s. Yeah, but back then you had to ride your dinosaur to go to the. Okay, no one cares you're disrespectful, that, bro. See, I, my list. I'm not trying to have recency bias on my list. I'm trying I like to encompass everybody. Old, you know? I like Audrey Hepburn, all these old actresses, and you know I watch those old movies sometimes. But you know, it's from another. It's just. There's a um, what do you call that? <clears throat> uh, statue of limitations, dude. Well, there's no statues of limitations in this, but <laughs> anyway, 
who is your number nine? Because I'm gonna, I will not let you disrespect the late great May Young anymore. So who's now? Nine? Now here's where I'm gonna start defending people. Number nine is gonna be Angelina Love, and this is why. This is why. Okay, Angelina Love and the beautiful people single-handedly helped TNA grow from a very small, minute company to a very popular company eventually would try to go head-to-head with WWE. Angelina Love and the beautiful people brought sex appeal to wrestling again, but also mixed it with a very good work style. Angelina Love has always been one of the best um, knockouts wrestlers, whether you like to admit it or not. She's a very good worker. She um, was willing to do anything for her company in, in terms of uh, strip teases and uh, silly storylines. But um, Angelina Love just, she's a pioneer. She's going to go down as one of those people. I could see her being in the Hall of Fame, any wrestling Hall of Fame. You could shake your head all you want. But I, I hi, Roxy. I'm with this pick all the way. I'm sorry, but that is one of the worst takes you've ever had in wrestling. Uh, okay. Ever. Uh, ever. Uh, really? When did, because because here's the thing. Were the beautiful people big in Impact or TNA? Yes. First of all, the wrestling world did not lack sex appeal. That's all the women were viewed as at this point. No, but she mixed it with appeal. the working. Because working, a- you name me. Three good Angelina. Really? Hold on. Let me close my goddamn door. Yeah, I would run away too after that horrible take. Jason, like, just put a boo. Because that, that's horrible. I've never heard such a bad opinion. Angelina Love versus Taylor <laughs> Wilde. Angelina Love <laughs> versus, um, um, what's her name? Roxanne. Pull out the memory banks. There you go. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, um, Angelina Love versus Gail Kim. I mean, there's been a lot of things. Angelina Love's, um, you know, promo skills. The iconic essence of her entrance, you know, coming out there, doing the little ass shake. It was very... (laughs) That's so hard. That's so hard to do that. Holy shit. Innovation. Um, Innovation right there. Shake that ass. You know, most people would go with Gail Kim, and I could see it. But I think she definitely embodied what a women's wrestler should be. Not only attractive, not only, um, you know, solid in the ring, but overall a good performer. And I think that's what she brings to the table. It's my opinion, dude. So you could suck off or suck on. (laughs) Well, um, we have been getting really good with our segues here on this show. And a segue into number nine on my list. It is Gail Kim. Uh. Okay. So, uh, a few points about her that I, the reason why I put her at number nine, in my opinion, like, she opened the door for a lot of women in North America to get more popular. We didn't really, you didn't really, up until her, have any really, really memorable Asian uh, women in wrestling. She opened the door for the Oscars and the Io Shirai's and the Kyrie Sains to kind of be able to come over from Japan or, or over, you know, in that part of the world and open the door for them. She was the first woman 
to hold both the WWE and Knockouts champ, uh, Women's Championships. And she was uh, the number one female wrestler in the world in 2016, according to PWI. And she started out in the early 2000s. So to be able to have that kind of longevity um, in the wrestling business by a woman, because women women's careers are usually a little shorter than their male counterparts. So to be able to do that, and you want to talk about sex appeal. Gail Kim was very, very attractive. She's 10 times the wrestler that Angelina Love ever will be. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at some of her matches, like her and Awesome Kong, any her Gail Kim and Awesome Kong match is amazing. She's had some good matches with Awesome Kong and ODB. And then even in 2013, Taryn Terrell, who's not known for her wrestling ability, had a really damn good match. You haven't seen that. Go back and watch 2013 Slammiversary. Her and Taryn Terrell had a damn good match there. So Gail Kim has the combination of the attractiveness, and she's hell of a wrestler, way better than fucking Angelina Love. I just don't never been invested in a Gail Kim promo in my life. Um, doesn't make me care. You can have good wrestlers, you know. Rey Mysterio is a good wrestler. But um, give Rey Mysterio a microphone. He doesn't know the shit or wind his watch. Wow. It's, it's just, you know, I like to have a total package. Can I sacrifice a little bit of the end ring stuff for a little bit of the um, performance side? Yes, dude, because that's what it is. I'm, I'd rather have um, someone who exudes, you know, superstardom. And Gail Kim just doesn't do that for me. You know why you like Angelina Love? Because the beautiful people remind you of your favorite television show, Degrassi. It's Degrassi and Russell. How? How? They're I the guess. bullies. <laughs> They're the bullies of, of Impact. They bullied all all everybody, and it's like a Degrassi storyline. Well, dude. see, you remember it. It was a great. It was a great angle. I, like, I, I don't have anything against the beautiful people, but to have them in a list of top ten. It's my opinion, dude. And this is the modern. Well, you can top have a 10. wrong opinion. It's okay. Yeah. It's but anyway, the modern top ten. I'm not going to the seventies and the fucking fifties for this. Um, right, well, who's number eight? Who's your number eight? Number eight. Someone probably more aligned with your list is going to be uh, Trish Stratus. Wow, um, that's low. Yeah. Well, um, I'll I'll explain why. Trish came up at a time. She was the first to. Um, really break that mold and try to make women important. You remember uh, her and Lita main event at a Raw. That's what everyone likes to talk about. It was a very good match. I've actually gone back and watched it. Um, Trish just was like a little footnote of what a female wrestler could become. She was good, but she wasn't as good as, um, you know, Gail Kim or Angelina Love at the time. She wasn't as... You know, I don't think those like if if Trish was an impact, I don't think her matches would be up to snuff. Mm. However, I'm going to give it to her that she went from supermodel to wrestler very quickly. Um, I think she's a tad bit overrated as far as the ring goes. But as far as being an attractive superstar with good promo skills and also great character. I mean, that's what I remember Trish for. I remember her character. I remember her being the the slut of Raw. And, uh, you know, um, back before, um, I don't know what the meme was nowadays. I know there's a 
I think it was with AJ, but the meme used to be um fucking you weren't a superstar until Trish had a a, a fucking kiss segment with you because Trish pretty much kissed the half of that damn locker room back in the day. And that's what I remember. And um she was a star every time she was in there. She would she didn't fade in the background. So that's why I'll go with number eight. Nothing okay. higher. Dude. Okay, well, once I get later in my list, I'll counter that. But if you have nothing else to say about Trish, I agree with most of your points. Can't believe you said Angelina Love is better than Trish. In the Stratus, ring? In the ring? Yeah, 100%. No, 100%. No, no fucking way. 100%, <laughs> dude. It's not... Look at look at how many times oh she messes up that damn stratisfaction or the stratosphere. It never works. She's not that good. She has like five moves. Man. She's a female Cena, you know. Back in when the did day. you when did you subscribe to the Angelina Love fan club? Is her fan club in conjunction with Pornhub? Is that it one? could be. She could have an OnlyFans. I'm pretty sure she does. Are you gonna shame her for that? What's no. wrong with you? I'm not shaming her, but I think that's the only reason you like her. No, no, she's I I honestly 100% believe she's a better worker than uh than good old Trish. Okay, well, number my, you'll like my number eight. So almost didn't make my list, but I'm like she kind of has to. I guess. Yes, yeah, I know number number eight is Sasha Banks. No, oh, that's not who I thought you were gonna go with, but I'm happy for that. Let's go. Yeah, why, number why eight, Sasha? Sasha Banks. So some facts: she was the first black woman. Her and Bianca were the they jointly share this as to headline a WrestleMania because they split it into two nights now. So they got a main event on one of the nights of WrestleMania, which was huge. Uh, she's woman of the year in 2015, and to this day, she has been involved in the longest women's match in WWE history. Obviously, everybody remembers Sasha for her match with Bailey at both the NXT TakeOver Brooklyn as well as the Iron Woman match, then obviously the match with her and Bianca. Obviously, you know, I don't think you can have a top 10 list without including the four horsewomen just because yeah. how influential that they've been over the last five, 10 years. Sasha, in my opinion, is the weakest of the four, Boo. but she's still good. I just don't think like Becky, Becky was a little bit of a weak face, but obviously her, her height has been way bigger than anything Sasha was. Bailey, in my opinion, can interchange face and heel. Sasha is just very one-dimensional to me. Like she's great in the ring, but as far as her character, she is a horrible face. So, like, she's just a little one-dimensional, but she's still a great wrestler and she's had great matches. So that's why I put her at eight. Um I just think Sasha is the best four horse woman. In WWE, I don't see why. I think she's definitely. Here's the thing. She's been held down a lot and she's been able to come back from that. I feel like WWE tried to silence her for a little bit, but there's really no silencing the boss when she's the best out of all of them uh, in work in work wise. And also, um, well, yeah, I say she's the best on the mic. None of the four. No. Four horsewomen are that great on the mic. I think they're all not that great, but 
Any Sasha Banks face promo, I guarantee you one in every three to five promos mentions something about how she was a kid in the ring watching Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> so I don't want to hear that about the promos. In my opinion, she's the weakest. Charlotte as as the copy promos. and paste her dad's promos from that's the fine that's her dad though like <laughs> sasha is literally i love eddie guerrero oh my god i love eddie guerrero did i tell you how much i love eddie guerrero like me you like eddie so you gotta like <laughs> me too that's why she's a horrible face like she's her uh, character is not a face character no yeah like it works I as agree. a heel it works as a heel but she's not a face character i don't think she's, she's a face character as well but I'm saying with her heel stuff, she's better than all of them. And they have all gone heel. But I would pick Sasha as the best heel out of the bunch. So, moving on, who you got at seven? I've, I'm switching this up on the fly because I don't want to be disrespected by you anymore. So, my number oh, seven... I've been killing you, but... No, my no. number seven was originally Alexa Bliss. I changed that. I went for a better number seven. I go for... China at number seven. Hmm. Now, now you okay? So here's no, my. I mean, not to cut you off, but China was an honorable mention. I originally had her on my list, but I took her off. You got when you talk about women in wrestling, you got to talk about China, man. Um, China, you know, was brought in as a bodyguard for um, Triple H. You know, originally they wanted to have Triple H with this big black guy named uh, Mister Hughes, I believe. And uh, he suggested that he bring in this girl named China, and eventually they would date and stuff behind the scenes. But then China started, she had such a unique look because she was big, but still a woman. You know, she had, um, you know, this towering physique, but she wasn't like a big fat woman. She was a very in shape, muscular woman. So they're like, huh. What could we do? And they started having her do things like um, with wit, like the other women, and she would just manhandle them. Eventually, she would uh, go to um, face the men. She would still hold her own with the men. So eventually, they would start letting her wrestle men. And, you know, mm -hmm. for a while in 99 and into the 2000s, China was uh, a male competitor, was in a a competitor in the male division. She eventually won the Intercontinental title. She had um, big matches with Chris Jericho, beat him for the title. Eddie Guerrero, you know, um, she competed in the King of the Ring. I think the only woman to compete in the King of the Ring, my memory serves me correctly. I think so. First woman to be in the uh, in the Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. um, eliminated Mark Henry in that Royal Rumble. Um she did a lot of things that was like just not the norm. It wouldn't be the norm again, it's still in WWE. The only time I think they did intergender matches was with China, and I don't think they've done a lot of them since. So, um, <laughs> it, as, as history goes, you can't really leave out China. I finally, you have a good take on your list. Because even though I didn't have China on my list, I agree. I, I really thought about putting her in. I just feel like she just missed the cut, but I agree with you. The only thing I will say is I think China, because she never really was supposed to like be like good on the mic. It was just like how she was billed. But in the ring, a little sloppy, 
a little sloppy, a little rough yeah. around the edges. Yeah. But the way that they presented her as far as the ninth wonder of the world and the way they booked her was really good. It made her feel legitimate. So a little overrated in the ring, but I agree if like she was just outside my top 10. Like you got to remember like a- also that this girl was picked up from a bar by mm-hmm. Mr. Helmsley. Not not. Intent, no intentions of ever wrestling or even being in the wrestling business, but was just talked into it. So, hmm. um, it's pretty good for a person who never even had the, the, um, what do you call it? Aspirations to be a wrestler. Yeah. I mean, again, like for what it was, she did a good job. So good take, good take. Um, as far as number seven on my list, a girl you turned your back on used to be a big fan of her, Bailey. Yeah. So Bailey is number seven on my list. Obviously, you know, she's remembered for that match with Sasha at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. As recently as 2020, she was also ranked the number one women's wrestler in the world. And she's the first women woman in WWE to win the Triple Crown and the Grand Slam. She's had great matches with Charlotte, Sasha, Asuka, she's had pretty much good matches with almost anyone on that roster. Anyone over, like, in my opinion, like, if there's one match, like, I'm not the biggest, you know, Britt Baker fan, but I will admit she's objectively good. But everybody's like, Britt Baker, Charlotte, you know, Britt Baker, Sasha. If there's one match I would like to see, I think they do really good. It's Britt Baker, Bailey. I think Bailey is very gr- underrated in the ring. Obviously, you know, she's very capable of being a face. Her heel work is even better than when she was as a face. She's very, she can do pretty much anything like face, heel, put on a good match. She really has no weak points. Like her weak point when she was a face was she was a little weak on the mic, but she's gotten a lot better over the last couple of years. So Bailey is seven for me. Um, Bailey's good. I, uh, I miss putting her on the list. I just think that, um, she's just still, I don't buy her as a heel. I can see through it really bad. Like, I don't think she believes in that character so much. And also, um, in ring wise, I think she's good. You know, she's a very good worker. However, Bailey's just like, a gimmick i don't see her like that man she was really great when she first came up she was like the the fan brought to the wrestling ring type deal but after that i just i lost interest man you i urge you to go back and watch bailey's heel work before she because she's out with the acl right now the the heel work is the best work of her whole career if you put the bella twins on your list i swear to god well we'll see but the um but um because i don't want to spoil but seriously though like her heel work has been the best work of her entire career like the the whole like when she changed her hair she's embraced kind of like that karen gimmick like best work of her entire career so i think you're 100 wrong on that i was there the night she destroyed the bailey buddies i remember a little bit of it yeah but that was early she started hitting her groove later in the gimmick though i just don't see i just didn't see it as like a i don't know wasn't working for me 
better than Angelina fucking Love. That's no, right. no, you're insane. But, if you think she's a better heel than Angelina Love, you're yeah, insane. She is. You're. Listen, I hope that Angelina Love, like, I understand, like, we're not big in the grand scheme of things as a podcast, but if we get one thing out of this podcast, I hope Angelina Love sees this and she sends you, like, a poster or something because you, I, I just, I don't know. You're like the president of the Angelina Love fan club, dude. But anyway, moving on. Yeah. Who is number six? Number six um, had a love-hate relationship, made a lot of the stupid decisions behind the scene. But without her, the women's revolution probably wouldn't have happened. And I'm going to give it to um, Paige. Paige overall um, grew up in a wrestling family. Very different. We haven't really seen that in like um, in WWE. I mean, you had Charlotte, but she never was like training since she was fucking 11 like Paige. Mm -hmm. Like Paige was in the nitty gritty, you know, UK underground scene of wrestling, you know, learning, (laughs) learning the real ropes and stuff. And, um, her family wasn't this big royal wrestling family. They were just like, you know, normal British wrestling family. They had some notable moments, but none of them made it big like that. And um, Paige got, I believe she had her first match when she was 13, got signed by WWE at 19 or 18, something like that, maybe even younger, but um, came in uh started to show these girls how to really work a a good match because her mother was um, a worker and she would wrestle her mother and her brother and her dad and all this stuff. So she knew how to put together matches, which a lot of these women, WWE was still bringing in the supermodels and the good looking women at the time who didn't necessarily um, have that athletic background. So Paige kind of stepped up everybody to get on that train and, um, course when she debuted it was one of the best debuts i think in wwe history mm-hmm. um taking on aj who was just destroying everyone in the women's division at the time and then defeating her coming in of course Paige's career would be ups and downs ever since then you know she would win the title a lot of times and she would get injured then she would have controversies then she would marry people that weren't that good dude and then they would do you stuff like to Del Rio. You yeah, like but, Del Rio. Yeah, but then you Come know what happened. You know what happened. You know what happened. You know, she got Poppy tattooed on her finger, and that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> but um other than that, you know, I heard uh, has Paige been cleared to wrestle again? Um, I I know what you're referring to. There's been like rumors that she has, but there hasn't been anything concrete. It's kind of like the Corey Graves thing because, you know, it was the same thing with Corey Graves. We haven't seen anything, but never, she's still really young. So don't rule out the possibility. And honestly, like I kind of forgot about Paige on my list, but I still don't know if I would put her in top 10 just because like great career, one of the greatest like debuts. Like you said, I agree with all your points. And I don't really care about the out of the ring stuff, like her personal life or relationships. That's her business. You know, the Xavier Woods thing, that's her business. Um, even though that's funny as hell. But yeah, um, besides the besides the point, I just think her career was a little too short 
to put her in top 10 because she had a good career, but I just think it was a little too short. Now, with that in mind, because she is young, if she can get cleared and she does come back and she does have a good few years, because I think there's a lot of potential for her, you know, with Charlotte and Becky and a lot of great matches. So if she were able to come back and solidify her legacy a little bit more, she'd probably ease in onto my top 10. But that's the only reason. I just think her career was a little too short. I think, like, for the amount of time she was in there and all she's done, the influence of Paige, I think it's more than enough. I think it's just, uh, you know, again, not the best on the mic. It's funny to me. I always laughed. Mm -hmm. But um, in terms of putting together a match, I would would compare her to, like, the female Christian because I know people always say Christian could put together a hell of a match. And, you know, every every Christian match I've seen up to when he cut his hair, you know, and been like the single star, it's always been good. And you could tell it's really thought out. And that's what I feel like in Paige. I feel like all of Paige's matches are really thought out and planned well. And just um, they're memorable. I don't think Paige has had a bad match. And if it was, it wasn't for her, you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't disagree with any of those points. Um, Paige is one of the best in-ring workers of all time, man or women, in my opinion. Like, just because she had been doing it for so long, you know, she is crazy that she had had so much experience at such a young age. She'd been wrestling for six, seven, eight years by the time she was 21. So, um, I agree. Um, She was your six, right? Yeah, she was my six. So, my six is Lita. Okay. Um, obviously, as you mentioned earlier, um, she was part of the first main women's main event on Raw. Um, she was actually one of the first women t- in North America. Well, not North America, but in the U.S. to um, integrate that Lucha Libre because she's very influenced by Lucha Libre style wrestling. And she, she kind of brought that to the spotlight. Like, obviously, Ray did it for the men, but I feel like Lita did it for the women. She obviously had some great feuds. She was responsible for kind of elevating a lot of big people like edge, like a lot of the, his heel run started like, you know, he, he, she helped elevate his heel character, uh, the Hardy boys. And I mean, for God's sake, she had a match with Dean Malenko. Mm-hmm. If you can hang in the ring with Dean Malenko, then you're good. But obviously, you know, she's member remembered for the feud with Trish and, and then one match I didn't realize was it that good. I was going to ask you about this was when I was watching some of these matches, I went back and watched like some highlights and some snippets of her match with um, Stephanie McMahon mm-hmm. on raw 2000. Mm-hmm. That match was really good. I didn't expect it to be that good, but I thought it was actually pretty good. But raw two is that like in the year 2000? Or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's been a while since I looked at that, but it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, Stephanie's game. Stephanie could have easily been on my list as well. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Lita's not a bad pick, man. But um, just kind of a generic pick. Everybody will pick Lita. I never thought she rose to that prominent. I judge very harshly. You got to be all three. You got to be good on the mic. You got to be good in the ring, and you got to be a good character. I She's all char- three of those. I think her character is very eh. And I don't her her mic skills are just it's like this. 
I, I, I can see the mic skills, but what do you mean her character? Like, she was involved in one of the most controversial That's segments. That's true. That's history. true. I mean, it was okay, but she just played a whore. It's not that hard to play a whore. So you just praised Trish for doing that? <laughs> what the hell? I like you, Trish's you, stuff you, you better. You praised Angelina Love for shaking her ass. Trish didn't have sex with someone on television. Trish oh, okay, so so a woman can shake her ass, but you draw the line at sex. I draw that was very. Uh, I think they went too far. I think that was a little bit crazy, and I just don't think anyone really enjoyed that. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. I'm, yeah, I'm you shouldn't sure say of, that. Yeah, I'm we pretty sure a lot friend. of people. We have a good friend that you know who I'm talking about that you remember that give you a little little personal <laughs> story here. I'm not going to name names, but Devin knows this. So I have a couple of fr a friend that lives here and he has a friend. He's kind of like a pen pal, kind of like how me and Devin were. And we were all using the WWE network. We would they used it more than I did. But I got accused of this. I'm like, no way. But I, they go on the WWE Network one time and like, like on any streaming uh, service, you know, like if you're in the middle of watching something, it'll pause it. So if you come back, you can pick up. So Devin and my friend that I'm not going to name, they both go on and they see, why is it paused at this exact moment? So they click on that raw and it's the sex celebration. And it's paused right at that moment. And they're like, what the hell? We all knew who it was. They accused me. I'm like, come on, Devin, you know me. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, yeah. Then we all narrowed it down to who it was. But it's just funny. So don't say people don't love that segment. because I guess they do. But I just, I was a, a t 11 year old kid. I'm like, my God, I can't watch this. What do you mean you watch Vince McMahon spit holy water out of his mouth? Yes, that was crazy too. But this was like my goodness. You saw Triple H do things with a dead body. I never watched that back in the day. But uh, yeah, I looked it up later. However, um, it was just like, man, they were doing some wild stuff back in the day, man. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not a fan of all that wild shit either, as much as you would think. I think, I think it's. Should be I I think it's interesting. I don't take it, you know, like I don't know. I just see you don't it take it too it seriously. Yeah, yeah, it's entertainment. It's entertainment. You know, it's like come on. But yeah, so who's your five? The five I also changed um, because it was going to be Taylor Wilde, but I I wouldn't hear the end of it, so. It's fair. Taylor Wilde probably shouldn't be in the greatest women of all time, but she is a fantastic worker. So instead, TNA women of all time, but not yeah. overall. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with um, someone I do not like at all. Never liked her. Um, but I can't deny her greatness, and that's uh, Becky Lynch. Hmm. Becky Lynch, um, you know became at one point in time for a brief period the most popular wrestler in the company which is mm -hmm. crazy for a woman for anybody but especially for a woman at that time and she did it just just out of her sheer i don't know skills you know i it, i just was watching raw one day and I saw all these signs for the man. I'm like, who the hell's the man? And then it was Becky Lynch. And the man was very over for a long time. Um, mm -hmm. Most, I, 
I see Becky as a great worker, and I like her finisher. I like um, the rivalry she has with people. I think she's best when she's with one of the four horsewomen. Um, I don't think, like, I like her badass persona, the fact that she can just, like, go toe-to-toe with anyone, almost other men, Mm -hmm. and and it's cool. But I just... I'm not a personal fan of it, but I can't deny that she deserves that spot. Well, funny enough, Becky was my number five as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Good to man. add to so to add to your point, um, you know, like Becky's persona, really, like I like gimmicks that come out of you know, kind of real life. So obviously, you know, the internet is influential in wrestling these days. Otherwise, we wouldn't be, you know, talking a podcast. But, um. You know, the women, objectively, for a two-, three-year period, they were the best thing in, you know, WWE. A lot of those feuds were better than the men's feuds, you know, but the men were still getting the main event. So that's what Becky kind of played off of. She's like, well, you know, I'm the man, you know. Like, all the women, you know, have been putting on these great main events, and the women have been kind of carrying the show. And and I put her, because my list, I'm not just taking into consideration, like, their – personal strengths i'm also taking into consideration uh their impact for what they did for women's wrestling and without becky lynch getting that momentum and without becky lynch doing that maybe eventually we would have got there but we wouldn't have had a main wrestlemania main event as quick as we did the fact that her push led to there being a wrestlemania main event was why i put her there you kind of broke down some of the matches so i'm not going to go into that but i mean that was the biggest up until that point. That was the biggest momentum swing that a wrestler had in the company since probably Daniel Bryan. Um, and then she helped break the boundary for some of these like European women that are coming in. You know, we've seen NXT UK. A lot of those women get opportunities and come over. So she kind of broke that wall as well because we didn't really have a lot of, you know, British or European. She's from Ireland, but you know, European women coming in. But you know, her her impact giving, you know, basically, you know, Paige probably started the women's revolution with her and the four horsewomen, but Becky, that was kind of like the pinnacle of it for them to get the main event at WrestleMania. So she kind of pushed it over the edge in my mind. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not a huge fan, but uh, you know, you can't deny, you know, when you have a uh, signs in the crowd, as they say, that's a sign that your stuff is really working. And I mean, there were a lot of signs in that crowd when Becky first started going with that man stuff. And, you know, not happy about it. I think she's very um, overrated, in my opinion. But you can't deny her. You disagree, can't deny how over she is. I disagree. I think I think there was a point in time she was not that good on the mic. But I think she found herself. Like, I think at one point she was the worst woman of the four horsewomen, but now I think she's the second best, and I think she's just a late bloomer. Like, when she first started out on the main roster, she was kind of overrated. She started off really slow, but as she went through her career, I feel like she kind of found herself a little bit more. In my opinion, she is the worst, but in the popular opinion, she's definitely not. Anyway, so who is your four? Number four, dude. Here we come back to the women I'm excited about. Do you see how the mood changes, dude? Because number four is the best ever. Ever. 
So, no, uh, it is Tessa Blanchard. Number really? Four. Yes, Tessa Blanchard, number four. First Impact female world champion. That's number one. Number two, uh, best, probably the best in-ring woman's ro- worker today. You know, not the most popular, not the most best on the mic, too. She's I'll good. Add. Best She's on good. the mic, too, I'll add. Um, thing about her is she is not apparently not a good presence in the locker room. And I don't like to jump into that because I'm not there. So I don't really know. I don't know if it's hearsay or what it is. But you Google Tessa Blanchard and there's stories of alleged racism, of bullying, of all this crap. And, um, you know, the fans don't see that. We see what's in the ring. And um, in the ring, she's very believable as a as um, a woman badass. Like, I'm not very into intergender matches. But if you watch her versus uh, Sammy Callahan... Uh, all her other crazy stuff she's done in Impact, or her, her, her in the Impact's um, women's picture, even with Gal Kim. It's just, it's all very good, very thought out, great story. It was like WWE stories being told into a TNA ring, and I liked it. Um, the whole, her whole thing when she became world champion. Was a great way, great angle. Go go watch that. One of the most I've memorable moments. One of the most memorable moments in Impact Wrestling. It's just, I I think she deserves it for being a, like you know, major contender and getting the world title. I think mm-hmm. the first woman to win a. I don't know about that. Maybe the first woman to win a mainstream world title. I'm pretty sure I'm mm-hmm. correct on that. Yeah. Um. First of all, even though I disagree, I'm glad I've shown you the light on how good Impact Wrestling has been over the last five, six, seven years because obviously Impact is nowhere near the height it was in its heyday, but they've still put on a great product. Now, as much as I like Tessa Blanchard, I you know, I don't like the out of the ring stuff, but objectively speaking, as much as I like Tessa Blanchard and as much as I like Impact Wrestling. Because you know I'm that's probably my favorite promotion right now is Impact. That being said, um, she hasn't done enough to be on the top ten list. Wow, dude, she, she won the world title, dude. Two, as much as I love Impact, the value of that world title is not as prestigious as it was ten years ago. I still love Impact, but it's that I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. It's cool what she did. It was a cool moment, but she is still very young and she has not done mainly enough. And winning the Impact World title does not have the same level of importance as it did 10 years ago. Two, I think as much as I love Impact, the reason why Impact has been able to stay relevant is they've been willing to try new things. You know, they've opened the forbidden door, they've had other promotions come in. And to me, that was when Impact was floundering, and they took a chance. They did something different. They were kind of desperate to create some buzz. That's what it did. Do I think she was necessarily deserving to be the world champion? Verdict's out on that. But, you know, she did have a good run in Impact. There's a reason she has not been signed with another company. If she gets a second chance, maybe, but she just has not done enough. 
in my opinion. If Tessa wasn't ex- extraordinary, they would not give her that title. Tessa went above and beyond and pressed the hell out of somebody, and they did it. I don't think they – they definitely wanted to try something new, but I don't think they did it just for the hell of it. I think they realized that she was the best wrestler on the card at that time. Well, when I say well, when I say that, that's not to take any disrespect from Tessa Blanchard, but, like, because she can hang with men. Like, we've seen that in the intergender matches, but I think they are desperate to create buzz, which is why they did it. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, and like if if TNA were, or Impact were still the number two wrestling promotion in the world, and th- at that time, no way she wins the title. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, moving on. If you're finished with your point on Tessa, yeah. I'm surprised you put Tessa. I'm glad I've shown you the light on Impact, though. It warms my my heart. Uh, yeah. But number four, I don't know if you know who this is. I am going to be honest with you. When I was doing research for this list, I did not know who this was. I really dug through the record books. I went back and I watched like three of her matches. She in ring is the greatest woman in ring I've ever seen wrestle. Do you know who Manami Toyota is? Wow, you're really lame. You were really what? lame. You, we should end this right now. What? 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 Put your headset back on. What? I can't put her? No, Dave Meltzer has infected your head. I don't like Dave Meltzer. You do like Dave Dave Meltzer. Meltzer. No, you like Dave Meltzer. I hate Dave Meltzer. I complain about Dave Meltzer all the time to you. Because I think he's biased with AEW. Dude, like, first of all, just answer me this question. Have you seen any of her matches? No. Have you? You need to because listen, listen. I was skeptical too. This is of all because time. I, yes, I know, dude. I am. <sighs> if you do nothing else from me, if you do nothing else, nothing else, go back and watch her match with AJ, AJ, or Asia Kong for the uh, WWWA World Title. Because look, I'm not saying I'm an expert on this. Okay. I, I'm very new to her match. What era saying, is this? Is this like 95? New... It's 95. It's 95. Like the match I watched was 95. And the thing about it was, was this. For, if you go back, seriously, it's like a 30 minute match. Go back and watch it. If you watch it, it's incredible. Some of the shit that she does. Some women today can't even do that shit. She literally gets up on the top rope effortlessly. Like she gets up on the top rope like a damn cat. She can do anything off the top rope, springboard out of the ring, perfect German suplexes to a woman twice her size, like just flawless. Like when I saw this, because I was skeptical too, because like I really wanted to research it. So I keep seeing these lists that like pull her name up and I'm like, oh, that's just Dave Meltzer. I said the exact same thing you did. But then when I watched the match and then I watched others of her matches, she's fucking amazing. She is the best in ring women's wrestler purely in ring that i've ever seen what i i'm serious like she is amazing what what is she she's your number four yeah she must be a hell of a fucking wrestler to to make it you know high. listen i'm not saying i'm in the store a historian in women's wrestling but you know i yeah. love women's wrestling probably a little bit more than you know the men yeah she is really good dude 
Like she is like, obviously I don't understand what she's saying. I don't speak uh, Japanese. You know, I haven't watched her long enough to know her character, but purely in the ring, some of the shit that she did, I was absolutely blown away. She's the only, and I did more research. She's the only woman in history to win most outstanding wrestler. That's men and women. And she's just, she's incredible, dude. Please. Nothing. If nothing else, go back and watch her match with Asia Kong. What's her name? Her first name is Manami, and I'm sorry if I'm butchering it, but Manami, it's M-A-N-A-M-I. And and then her last name is Toyota, like the car. T-O-Y-O-T-A. That's a hell of a name. Very racist name as well. But (laughs) she must be good if you put it on there. She's amazing. Go back. Seriously, sometime this week. I'll even watch it again with you. Go back and watch that match. When we come on the podcast next week, first thing I'm going to ask you is, did you watch it? Now I want you to tell me I'm wrong because okay, that match well, was amazing. I mean, she must have really impressed you to put her that high on the list, so it's got to say something. Are we How dare you number? accuse me of Dave Meltzer? You You're know, Dave Meltzer and the hell out of it, though. You are. Dude, you know, I don't like Dave Meltzer. <laughs> you love Dave Meltzer. But... Excuse me? No blasphemy has been spoken on this show. I cannot stand Dave Meltzer. <laughs> he's, bi- he's a biased piece of shit. But anyway. <laughs> I can't on. stand Dave Meltzer. Number three. And she had to come on eventually. Yeah, I think you can probably predict who these next. Wait a minute, were you on? Were you? Well, who was your four again? My four was uh, Blanchard. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I got the number mixed up. So who's your? Pretty three? sure you know who these le- next three are. Yeah, probably. Go ahead. But number three might shock you. It might not. Is D M D Britt Baker? No. And here's why, dude. She is. A big fish in a small pond. I'll give you that. Not a lot of people on her level. However, the what she embodies as a wrestler is something nobody else has done before or very few people had. She's a licensed dentist. She has a legitimate great career. That's like, you know... I put dentistry and what does and that have medicine. to do with anything? Because listen, because listen, because listen, because shut your mouth. Because listen, because when you are looking, when you are being a role model to a younger audience, they this lady tells you that you can do anything if you want to go to school. You can still go to school and get whatever degree you want and go. And so does Titus O'Neil. Should he be in the gr- 10 greatest people? That's sub- that's subjective. But the greatest, you can go and get your degree and be an outstanding citizen and then go out there and be the best, not just a wrestler, the best wrestler in the locker room, great mic skills, graduate of Penn, of uh, um yeah Penn State Penn State um you know matches with Thunder Rosa you know go ahead and cringe because you love that Thunder Rosa match I guarantee you that Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker match is better than your number four is one for sure I'll I'll, I'll bet up against that too um and all of Britt Baker's title defenses she bleeds for the audience 
She gives everything. She's great on the mic. Just when you want to sign a wrestler, that Britt Baker is who you look for. Any company. WWE would be chopping at the bit for it. Impact would love it. But AEW's got it. And they got the best wrestler in the world. However, she is still young. And she will not be number one for that reason. But she is definitely a solid number three. Jason, can you edit in an ass and just let him pucker up and kiss it? Because my God. Jesus Christ, dude. Listen, like, I am objective. Okay? In today's environment, is Britt Baker, like, top three? Yes. She, in my opinion, she's two. Okay? Okay. Okay. This is top ten of all time. And your only argument with me is she's a dentist. That's not she's my only dentist. argument. That was your main that point. Was, no, she's a, di- she's just, a dentist and she's a role model and she's so smart. And she is why an don't you bend over? And she's a great wrestler. My, my great God. on the mic. Devin, come on, dude. She has not been doing it long enough. Now, if she has a long career... You know, like this is the same thing. Like, okay, I don't know. Longevity if she's gonna be is passe. Listen, because, listen, look, listen. All, no, 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 no. You listen to me because you have all these divas with long man. careers. You don't even know about your number four. You saw one match and you saw one list and you were like, oh, I'm going to put her on there. Devin won't expect it because I'm cool and I'm edgy. I'm going to put a Japanese wrestler that Devin's never heard <laughs> That's of. That's not the reason Watch why. Watch his face when I put it on there. That's what you did. <laughs> You know, I objectively, I can look at people and objectively judge them. I don't just put my favorites on. Like, I have Charlotte on my list, but Charlotte has proven it over multiple, 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 multiple years. She's given the belt. So, and two, and listen again, again, Brett Baker's great, dude, but like, She's not top three of all time. You're right. Not she yet. should be number one. Not but... yet. Like, this is the same thing. This is what, when you really like somebody, you think with this, not this. Because I guarantee <laughs> you probably have AJ on your list. Well, and, and what if and, I do? But, and, but what AJ, if I do? and AJ is not a top 10 women's wrestler. Oh, you're insane. You're you, insane. Like, you're come insane, dude. She's not a top 10 but, but, wrestler. Of but all let's time. not talk about the other people. Let's talk about well, it's ridiculous. Your your mindset. Look, your your mindset that oh, they were in the WWE from 1999 to 2008, and they had a long historic career. But what did they do, really, dude? They floundered around for a little bit. They had some moments, and then they went into a sunset. They're not having these dominating runs that Britt Baker's had for almost two years. She's been the top. Dog in that division. Who has she had? There is not a lot of depth in that division. Like Thunder Rosa. Yes. Okay. They've had to bring a lot of the WWE women over. Then her other, and then I'm just going to say, cancel me if you want. Her other major competition is a dude. Okay. So, like, I I don't care if people get mad about that. that. I did say it, dude. Because, like, look, people can do, not not to get political here, people can do what they want with their lives. 
I don't care. But in terms, and we're going, I'm going, rambling a little bit, going a little bit off track. But in terms of athletics or wrestling, it's not fair. It's just okay, not Dustin, fair. Dustin, let's just not. Let's just no, not. no, no. I'm going to because it's not fair, dude. And that has nothing to do with me not liking those people or having some kind of vendetta. I don't care about it. But in terms of athletics, athletics, it gives them an unfair advantage. But back to my point that she has not had really any competition. The AEW women's roster has been very weak. As you said yourself, big fish, small pond. She's number two right now, nowhere near top ten of all time. You're insane if you don't. I can't even. I'm going to refute your argument, what you said about AJ later. But um, <laughs> you're insane. You're insane for everything you just said. Go ahead and say you're crappy uh, um, dinosaur from the 1970s for your next pick. So number three is Trish. Mm-hmm. I had her number three on my list. You went way too high. Way too high. No, she was the first mainstream, like global, like women's superstar. There's been other women like, like, because wrestling, like you had, you know, your older women, but wrestling wasn't really what it is today. So now that wrestling is, especially WWE is kind of like mainstream. It's pop culture. Like Trish was the first woman to really be that superstar for women. Like I agree. She is a little overrated in the ring. I think she's good in the ring, but she's overrated, but she's good on the mic. She's a good promo. But again, when I did my list, I took into account their contributions to the wrestling business. And she was the first very marketable star, in my opinion, in modern wrestling for the women. So obviously she, as far as her matches, you know, Obviously, all the matches with Lita. Uh, her and Mickey James at WrestleMania 22 is really good. Her and Victoria had a good match at Survivor Series 2002. So she's had good matches. Obviously, you, you know, without getting too repetitive, the character, the mic work, but first women's superstar, in my opinion, of the modern era. So that's why I put her three. <sighs> Very boring cookie cutter. Bland listen, just, listen, I'm not gonna off. be listen, I'm not gonna be different for the sake of being different. No, no, but dude, you just you just see list online and you copy and paste. No, I, I don't, dude. Yes, you do, dude. Listen, listen, okay. If something is right, like like okay, like if we did a basketball list and I put LeBron James at two, you'd probably call me boring as well, but it doesn't, def- no, you know, it's, it's defeat different. the purpose you that he's two. athletic competitions to pro wrestling. There's difference. There's it's not more, about me. There's copy- more rooms for opinion and, and biased and you, all that in WWE. You, and the way, what you do is you're different for the sake of being different. No, but it's not true, dude, because, because, a wrestler is only as good as they are being booked. You know, you could be the best wrestler ever. You can never get any title matches. We've seen that a lot. You can mm-hmm. be a great wrestler in one company, go there and get nothing, and then you have to go back. We saw that with Keith Lee. You know, could have mm-hmm. Keith, could Keith Lee be a world champion in WWE? He he should he could have been right, but they didn't treat him like that. 
There was just ways to think about this, dude. LeBron James is always going to be an MVP no matter what because he's LeBron James and he controls his own destiny. Wrestlers do not control their own destiny most of the time. It's the hands of the booker. You can do a lot to influence it, and you can try to get yourself over, but at the end of the day, if they don't want you to be there, you won't be there, dude. But the cream, in my opinion, rises to the top most of the time. Sometimes, not very often. We'll go with your number two, sir. Number two. <sighs> yes, <laughs> dude. It's Sasha Banks. Number two. Don't cringe because you put her on the list as well. Don't cringe. God. Sasha. List, this is no, no. awful. <laughs> your, your face is awful. Listen. Sasha exploded onto the scene in NXT. Was very um, bland, generic, I'll admit, when she first came up. She found a character in the boss. You know, she, um, she used that to her advantage. Had a great cast of characters with her, like Bailey, Becky, and, and Charlotte. You know, had these really good matches. Was the first woman to be in a Hell in a Cell. First woman to headline a WrestleMania, right? I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. First woman to headline a WrestleMania. Well, no. Um, the first woman to headline a WrestleMania was the Sasha. Yeah. Um, or I'm sorry. That was the Becky Charlotte Ronda. I, I said that fact earlier. Sasha was part with Bianca, the first yeah. African-American African-American. You know. And that's fine. And um, but she's done a lot of um, first in WWE, and uh, being part of that class of the first four horse woman, you know, in my opinion, she's the best one, best on the microphone, best in the ring, overall best character when she's done right as a heel. I um, I don't see also in my opinion, and you know we haven't talked about it a lot because you know. You want to talk about other things, but in terms of like attractiveness, she's a ten for me. She's the best. You know, you don't. Well, that's what the whole makeup of your list is. But. No, it's not. But I'm just saying that's why she's not number one because you know I can't just give it to her based off of that. But I know your one is. I already know. Well, don't give a shit. You can wait, dude. And. <laughs> You pissed pissed? me off, so I'm trying to Uh, make my point. (laughs) Yeah, a little pissed, but I'm just going to leave it here. Sasha Banks, best WWE superstar right now. All right. Now Now that I had to get through that blasphemy, my number two. Woo! Charlotte Flair, the true number one out of the out of the horsewomen. I mean, the accolades speak for themselves. Most decorated woman in the history of the WWE has carried the women's division. <laughs> Get main of- the father silver spoon. <laughs> oh please! Well, first of all, don't use the silver spoon against me, okay? But because we all know Ric Flair had another sibling, that and we know what happened there. But or not sibling, but but um, that's fucked up. 
Don't say that. That's You're just sibling. being all controversial. <laughs> what? Dude. Not sibling, but uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Offspring. I, I don't know why I can't think of the word. But with either way, that didn't work out. Are but, you talking uh, about David? Yeah. Okay, for the love of God, you got to be careful. Because do you, <laughs> don't talk about Reed. For the why love would of I God. talk about Reed? I'm just, you have to be clear. Especially if people are gonna start, <laughs> we get some fan base. Just be clear. We have fan base. We're gonna get into that later. We're we're slowly working our way up, but let yeah. them think with what they are. Let let them cancel me. I don't care. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, like Charlotte, great on the mic. Don't care what you say. Best out of all of them in the ring. Character work, total package, can have a match with anybody. Her and Becky, last woman standing match at Evolution, great match. Her and Sasha, multiple times in the Hell in a Cell. Gonna fight Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania, gonna carry her ass. Fought Oscar at WrestleMania, ended the undefeated streak, great match. Anybody, it, she she is the most marketable, easy to book person. Like the only thing about Charlotte, Her attitude sucks. The only thing about Charlotte that that is out of her control is sometimes they push her down people's throats. They book her, her too attitude, much. but that's sucks. but they do that with every big person. They've done it with Lesnar. They've done it with Cena. They've done it with Roman. But like she is just. You can never go wrong with a Charlotte match. You want you want a match that's going to be good, and you want it to have a big feel. Put Charlotte in it. You can, I mean, case proven. I don't have to say anything else. She's amazing. She can do anything. Vanilla ice cream is always good on a hot day too, but it doesn't mean it's the best. How dare you compare her to no. vanilla ice cream? She's she's a vanilla. She's better ice than cream. anyone you've mentioned. She's on vanilla ice cream, dude. Best carbon, woman's wrestler in the world. Right carbon now. copy of her father. Promo finisher wrestling style. Everything, dude. Even the ring outfits. Everything. That's, that's not a bad thing. Yes, she's it is. carrying on the legacy, dude. She is everything. Even her father was her manager, for God's sakes, for a while, man. Yeah. Look, is the best. I'm all for second world. generation and using that in your new um, you know, when like with Curtis Axel, I like how he took like a little bit of the Kurt Henning stuff. Yeah, I know you do. So I'll, I'll well, they don't credit. know that. Yeah. But I I know the credit. I'll give credit where credit's due. It's it was good that he took a little bit of it but not oversaturated himself. He was still his own. That's what I like to see. I don't like to see carbon copies, dude. Well, he wanted to be Joe Henning, but they wouldn't let him. Yeah. And you know, there was a lot of, there's a lot of people who have, um, you know, done that before. I can't really think of it, but if you pay tribute to your father or your mother, it's fine, but you just can't be that person, dude. You have to do something else. I would argue, uh, she, arguably, in my opinion, does it better than Ric Flair does in, in, a, in a bubble. You're an idiot. You're a clown and an idiot and a fool, and I hope <laughs> someone bubble. comes after you. I, oh. She's a better wrestler than Ric Flair was. Oh, my God, dude. I believe so. Like, listen, like the character and the mic work, she does not match Ric Flair. Greatest 
on the mic of all time, arguably Ric Flair. As far as in the ring, I think she's better than Ric Let's was. get these number ones out of the way, because now, honestly, I'm thinking, I don't know who you're not. Oh, if you, your number one's stupid, never mind. But my number <laughs> one. Your number one's stupid. You go ahead. Your, your number, my number one. In the Shadow Realm, right before man was able to create fire. We have always dreamed of the perfect wrestler. What what does it take? Looks, skill, the ability to talk, the ability to capture an audience. All this was tossed around the cosmos for years until the summer of 2010 when NXT Season 3 debuted and the world got the look. Got a look. At AJ Lee, my number one. AJ Lee, every segment she was in oh, was un- Look, I remember, look, personal story, personal story. I remember not watching WWE for a while, turning it back on and seeing her in a segment with Kane and John Cena. And I was like, what the hell? Who is this girl? What is she doing? Who is. Why is she straddling the big red machine and kissing him? What is this girl? Your fans here you out see, there. And then you see her wrestle. It's just like, man, nobody at that time. You had the worst Divas locker room in existence at that point. Can we say that? 2010 was probably the yeah, worst. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. And out of all that, you have this one shining star that whether you like it to admit it or not, forced everyone to get better. The Bella Twins would not have been as good as they were if it wasn't for AJ. Naomi wouldn't have been as good as she was if it wasn't for AJ. Naomi was talented. Yeah, but she wouldn't have got there without someone to push her. You always need a comp- uh, a competitor to push you. Um, you know, Paige, you know, came back and had great matches with her. AJ just... <sighs> In terms of stealing the show, she was a very important woman at that time. She was all over the main event scene, as well as doing her own stuff in her own matches. So she was a valet. At the same time, she was a great wrestler. At the same time, she was a great character. There was nothing she couldn't do. And, um, you know, her struggle with um, her being bipolar and depressed and all that really inspired a lot of people, dude. And um, overall, I don't think you have a better women's wrestler than AJ Lee. So she's my number one, AJ Lee. <sighs> okay. So I'm going to try to be objective with this. AJ Lee was great. I- I'm not even saying that time cheat. She was great. Best in that time period. You know, great. In my opinion, not necessarily lucked into her character, but like... You know, because sure, her character was the spinoff of the Brian feud. She went crazy, but she yeah. did good character work. She did good character work. But I see people talk about AJ Lee. And as good as she was, I don't even know if she would be in my top 25. That's I think insane. she is the most. Yeah, I think she is insane. the most over as good as she is. I think she is the most overrated women's wrestler, maybe of all time. 
That's insane. And that would say that again. You're thinking of your heart because no, it's AJ not my Lee, heart, dude. Because I AJ Lee it. is your ideal type of woman, dude. That's fine. Like that's and fine. that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay, dude. And that's okay. You can like her. You can like her ring work. You can think she's attractive. She's a good wrestler. But at the end of the day, no. Just no. Come on. You're insane for not saying she's in that top ten. That's insane. No. That's she's insane. not. That's insane. I hope. Wait. I hope. Like I said, I'm not going to lie. I haven't like been checking the comments on the recent videos. I really hope we get comments on this video. Because you can you're just. You can argue no. that the whole reason the women's division is so good in WWE right now is all because of the Big Bang from AJ. You can no. argue that she started this. You can you don't you don't agree that she started the Divas Revolution? No. Oh, you're an idiot then. Paige, you said it yourself. You're contradicting yourself. No, no Paige definitely had a hand in it, but if it wasn't for AJ as well, it just well, you be said insane. Paige earlier, so you contradicted. Yeah, Paige had yourself. a hand in it. Paige, AJ, um, you oh, know the four horse woman, but AJ kicked it off. Anyway, most overrated woman in the history of wrestling. Um, good, but not top twenty-five. Yeah. So my pick is, and again, I'm going to explain this pick. She's not the best person, but for what she did for the wrestling business. So, number one for me was the fabulous Moolah. Okay. Let me go over some of her accomplishments. I understand you have recency bias. You're not, you don't respect history. You know, you're, you don't appreciate people that pay the path for you. But, um, she held the women's championship for over 10,000 days. Um, she was, you know, she was. <laughs> you like, act like that's something. She controlled the women's wrestling. Listen, listen, I understand. Oh, my But the God. fact of the matter is she held it for that long. But that's not You're really. You're an idiot. Gonna... Okay, let me finish. That's not the main reason why I put her here, though. Because I know the argument with her. I know after her death. That she was very, you know, I'm just going to say it. She did not. She mistreated the women. That's an understatement. If anything else, I get that. She was a, a lot of that. A lot of that, though, not to make excuses, but you have to look at it. I talked this to segue off wrestling for a minute. You know, yeah. with my experience in history and the little bit I got to teach and social science, you cannot judge the past off the knowledge we have in the present. You can't hold them, you know, to the same standard. When she was breaking into the wrestling business, because I was... researched this. Let me... Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. But um, when she broke into the wrestling business, Billy Wolf at the time, who was uh, the husband of Mildred Burke, who was like a real big figure at that time, he had a representation of kind of treating the women badly. Way worse than probably Moolah did, but Moolah and Moolah did not like that at all. Uh, so when she went into it, she had to play a man's game. At that point, women were a side attraction, they weren't getting prominently booked. So while, yes, I agree, she wasn't the best person, she probably did mistreat some of those women. 
if the fact of the matter is, if she did not do what she did, women would not have gotten booked. They would not have gotten the opportunity. She is the main reason why women got the opportunities that they did. Is she the best human being? No. Do I see why people don't like her? Yes. But she, even though she did a lot of questionable things as far as what the pay and you called her a pimp and everything like that, the fact of the matter remains that she was the main reason why women got the opportunity to get booked on cards and not be a side attraction. So for the sole importance of what she did for women's wrestling, that's why I put her at one. Like I looked at some of her matches. Really, honestly, you can't really find a lot of it. A lot of it is her older stuff. She was decent. She probably was the best wrestler. Don't, you know, I don't care about that. It's what she did for the wrestling business. As questionable as it means, like people got to understand she was playing a man's game. And even though I'm not justifying the means, it would have been it, the the process of women coming up the card would have been a lot slower, in my opinion, if it wasn't for Mula. If Mula wasn't there, we probably would have had more women come over before they did, and maybe we could have got a kickstart on it earlier. Because when um, you know dealing with Mula ran a monopoly. You weren't allowed to be a woman in uh without being with. There was either you're with Mula or you don't wrestle. So, for you to say that, that's just like man, like <laughs> she's the Walmart. She was Walmart. If you didn't work with her, then you wouldn't get your opportunity. And I just don't see that as something to be on the list for. Um. She has a place in history, and I'm not against, you know, this cancel culture stuff either. But at the same time, I just, I don't see her getting a number one spot just because of that. You know, Well, I mean, she was like, she was a good wrestler for her time. But I, I strongly disagree because while, what, what I don't like about Mula is she took advantage of her influence. You know, once she got in, like she took too much women from money from the women. I agree with that. But I strongly disagree. Like, you got to understand it was a man's game. She was the most influential woman in the business at that time. So you say more people would have broke in, but I just don't think that's true. I still think if she did not have the influence that she did, that it would have taken a lot longer for women to even get prominently booked. Like regardless of like her taking advantage of it, the fact of the matter is she's the reason why men, women got opportunities and booked during that period of time. Now, again, she took advantage of that, but she used her influence to get those women opportunities. I just wish she wouldn't have uh, benefited off of it, but the, what she did for the wrestling business in my opinion, is influential to a really high regard. So I know that's not a popular opinion, but, and I'm not even saying she's a great person, but she did a lot for the business, dude. She did a lot for the business. So I, I, I stick to my guns on that. As usual, Dustin's list was poo poo. My list was way better than yours. My list was way better than yours. Your list was awful. That's the worst list you've ever made. 
And I don't care if that makes I know, you mad. I know, I know talent, you know, <laughs> talent sometimes rubs you the wrong way because you like to watch paint dry. And there was definitely a lot of paint drying on your list. My God. I don't think I could go back and watch a lot of those women. But oh my God. seriously, though, if you do nothing else from the list, watch I will Manani watch, Toyota, though. Watch her match. Watch. With uh, Asia Kong. I can't believe you put a... I can't be, Look, this is what saddens me, too. You did so well with the research. But you put a woman on there because you saw one good match with her. Devin, you, I, well, I watched a, a, a few highlights from her other matches. But, Devin, like, I understand you saying that. But this woman is amazing in the ring. I wouldn't... <laughs> I wouldn't have put her on my list because I know, like, on the podcast, I know you'll give me shit for bad takes. If I legitimately did not think she was the best woman's wrestler I've ever seen, I wouldn't have put her on there. All right. Well, next week, um, hopefully, we're going to have uh, my buddy from Street Beast West Coast, Prince KT, on. We're going to try to work it out ahead of time so he knows what time we come on and I would love to have him on there because he's very energetic like me in contrast to to Mr. Research over there. Maybe I, was, we'll have... I was into it. What do you mean? Yeah, I know you are. I'm just messing with you. But I'm just saying um, I don't know what we're going to do next week. I would like to I have another. I actually was going to talk to you about that, not to cut okay. you off. Go ahead. So I wanted to give a shout out. You saw this message as well. We don't have a lot of fans, but I like to acknowledge – the people that do reach out, I'm not going to give his last name, obviously, for, you know, for safety reasons. But we had this guy, Jason, sent me the message from this guy named Nick. And he was basically reaching out and he, you know, he was a fan of the podcast and he requested for us to review uh, WrestleMania 3. So I know you have been wanting to do a lot of old stuff. So, you know, since he gave us the time to reach out and request I think we should review WrestleMania 3. WrestleMania 3 um definitely not something we were around for. However, as a historian, we all know about WrestleMania 3, 96,000 um Pontiac Silverdome. Um probably the WrestleMania that really really set it off. You know, WrestleMania 1 was the big success, but WrestleMania 3 was the one where, like, okay, we got a cash cow here. And um, it's going to be a little weird watching some 80s wrestling. Um, we're not really accustomed to it, but we're going to try to do our best. So here's what I suggest. Because, like, when we were reviewing uh, some of the pay-per-views a couple episodes ago, mm -hmm. um, if we can do this, so don't hold me to it, but I feel we... Review the card like normal, just kind of like, you know, maybe we watch it in our own time, go through each match, give our takes. But then when we get to the main event, which obviously is Hogan and Andre, we do a watch along. So like we, you know, if people want to watch along, we don't have to show it on camera, but we both watch it simultaneously and then they can hear our reaction to the, to the match. We could probably make that happen. We'll see. I think that would be a good thing. I mean, it is a very iconic match and, uh, if you want to watch along on Peacock with us, that'd be cool. Um, uh, you're going to have to brush up because I don't know if you know a lot of these 80s. Uh, I'll be fine. I killed you on research this week, so I'll do it again next week. All right. Everybody, thanks for watching. I need to go take a bath.